loves icebreaker time. Would you rather work a nine to five job that pays well, but you absolutely hate knowing you could never pursue your passions or quit your job to pursue what you're truly passionate about, not knowing if you'll succeed or not? On the show, take it from the podcast for you and me with your host, M. These are just the tip of the iceberg questions that help us get to know the co-host for that episode while allowing a safe environment for them to talk about things that don't always make us live, laugh, love. Along the way, we'll break out the liquid courage and get deep while having our fair share of laughs throughout the process. Now sit back and enjoy the segment and don't be surprised by who or what kind of advice you'll take from today. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host, M. I am super excited to introduce my co-host today, PK. Is that what we want to go by? We're going to do PK. Okay, we're going to do PK. Um, And we're going to be talking about, will my culture accept me? Yeah. So this is going to be an interesting one. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit more about yourself and uh, let the listeners hear um, what do we have going on here. Yeah. So first of all, yeah. uh, we're going to crack open these beers. Yes. Actually, because yeah, let's do that because, girl. That seems a little bit more fitting. Perfect. Cheers. Yeah. That was, yeah, perfect. Uh, Thanks for that. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, um, this is fun. So where do I begin? Well, just tell us about yourself first and then we'll get into the topic because I still have an icebreaker. I want to go ahead and get out of the way. Right. Of course. So a little bit about myself. Of course, I'm in it. I'm the nerd of the family, oldest of six. And, um, yeah, our family. So another one of my (laughs) siblings. So, Thanks for supporting. <laughs> support. Um, yeah, I'm the eldest, yes. And then, uh, yeah. And that's that's it, really, really. Dang, that's it, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we can get more into it once we talk about the topic. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, so then let's go ahead and do a little bit of an icebreaker. Yeah, We've got two cards. I'm going to let you know which one you're going to be reading off. It's going to be this one right here. Okay. And you're going to ask that one to me, okay? To you. Yes. Okay. Uh, Here, I'm ready. What do you think is the hardest thing for me when it comes to money? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> pull that card. That was disgusting, right? It was just a random pull, and I feel like I'm being triggered. Um, <laughs> I'm attacked. I'm attacked. Um, so that is a hard one because I literally just spent $178 on <laughs> Nasty Gal. I was bored. I was like, all right. I'm in training and I was like, let me just see what's up. And I found some really cute things and I wanted to get someone's opinion on it so that they can tell me to like talk me off the ledge, like don't buy it. Right. But they were like, this is all really cute. (laughs) So I was like, well, I guess now I have to charge the credit. Um, Pull it out. So yeah. Um, I guess it's just impulse buying when I'm bored or like I'm an impulsive buyer when I'm emotional too. Ooh, I think that happened a lot to people. The Does past. It, do you, you too? <laughs> yeah, you can say that. What's your impulse buy? Um, or what's your most recent one? Probably silver. Silver and gold. What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that is the most responsible impulse buy. You're setting yourself up for the future. These clothes will literally won't fit me in like two years. Yeah, so that's definitely my impulse buy. Um, don't tell my wife. 
Um, but she's aware. Uh, Already on this other room. (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, that's definitely one of my impulse buy. And I really do enjoy that. I don't know. I just like the the history behind it. And it just kind of something that I'm just like really intrigued. So I just buy a couple here and there when I can online. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, You better than me. (laughs) (laughs) So my question for you Mm -hmm. is in what way do you think you add to my happiness oh dang man that's deep <laughs> that's, that's, that is deep that is deep let's hear it i'm like i barely see you as well as that um <laughs> we can talk about that um so i feel as though i add value or happiness 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 in your life by doing this this podcast oh uh, yeah yeah that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's funny because like I realize as well, my love language is acts of service. Yours so just, is? Yes. Acts oh of service. Oh my gosh. What's your second? Um, I don't know if acts of service is my first one. I think my first one is, of course, quality time. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and that probably stems from the fact that, you know, our parents weren't really around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Still unpacking that in therapy, right? We're still pro- in process. <laughs> of, uh, yeah. Um, but then the acts of service... Yeah. is because they weren't around sometimes they would do things like oh like let's go to the movies or let's go to the pool and stuff like that those random things mm-hmm. i love so acts of service like you doing this love that thank you so much and it is filling my happiness cup yeah that's um mm-hmm. yeah that's me just kind of providing that for you and uh yeah interestingly my love language is words of affirmation Girl, really? Yes. You know, it's because <laughs> it makes sense. Oh, God. I'm going to feel attacked. No, no, no. Don't feel attacked. No. This is good. This is healthy. We need this. Okay. So the reason why it's like that is because, one, you were the first in the family, like the first child. Mm-hmm. So you always had that positive, like, reinforcement. Probably or, like, more just, than I needed to. Absolutely. And then you also did sports. Lots of sports. So that coach, like, oh, like, am I doing good? Like, just hearing that, that like feedback yes i need feedback i need to know how i'm doing or we're not going to be on the same page and things are going to get rowdy that's crazy because as a fourth in the family for me um i dwindle like i just crumble when people give me feedback (laughs) i'm like am i doing that bad (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) so yeah i like to say in like the shadows (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. That's what I'm saying. I love doing this, especially with my siblings, because I feel like I'm learning a lot more. I from... feel, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. So then, now that we've gotten a little bit comfortable, gotten a little deep, yeah. uh, let's go ahead and um, unpack this topic. So the title of this episode will be, um, Will My Culture, Does My Culture Accept Me? Right. So tell us a little bit more about that and what that means for you. So interestingly, it's weird because... I was not uh, in the, I don't even think of the vein is the right context to use this, but in the right thought process of, oh, I need a coming out story or I need to come out or whatever. I just felt like this is who I am. I don't need to explain to anybody anything. Yeah. And this is who I'm dating. Yeah, that was really what it was, huh? <laughs> You're really kind of just like, so yeah, I've been seeing this person like, girl, all I know. You, you haven't been home. <laughs> But like, okay, so just to kind of give us, give the listeners a little bit of a background story. It's like, we're African, like, Mm -hmm. uh, not African-American, African. 
Um, love our heritage, love our culture, and everything like that. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot that comes with it. A lot of, especially being the first in the family. Like, oh, yeah. A lot that comes with, you know, the expectations of... Showing the example exactly. and everything. Yeah. And so, you coming out, and I don't... Is it even a coming out? You just kind of let us know. I just kind of, like, didn't think, like I said, didn't think I needed to explain myself. And I was like... I mean, everybody who's straight, they just are, right? They go date whoever. So I should yeah. I should have the space. Although society and, you know, where we're at back then, it wasn't so, like, it accepting at the time. Still, I would think it was still very I new. I think it was accepting. I just think it wasn't talked about. Right. Like just, it is now. You got TikTok. You got social media. I mean, media, yeah. Like, all these things. It's blown up to, like, this huge proportion, all these, like, uh, you know, movements and stuff like that. But um, that's beside the point of kind of being kind of like okay this is who i'm dating this is who i want to be with i think at the very beginning it was like oh my gosh like are you sure and i'm like well i've been sure i just don't need (laughs) i felt like i didn't even need to explain that either yeah and a lot of people i think i got a lot of backlash because a lot of people in my family wanted an explanation and i think sorry that's my dog ignore the dogs in the background (laughs) it's gonna happen this is real time you guys all right uh yeah so i didn't think that i owed anybody an explanation and whatever i was going through in my relationship was between who i was with and that was that and um for those who didn't understand it was okay like i was okay with people not understanding because i don't understand what other people do things too so they don't explain to you how they think so and so yeah and that's where i was coming from and perhaps it was a new take on especially from our culture and our family to kind of do things and kind of just being like this is my life this is how it is i'm being very transparent if you don't like it it's okay i love you for that but like you know like i love you even though you don't understand me and it's okay so two questions that come with that yeah one you had mentioned um at the beginning of that that um you said you didn't feel like you needed to come out Mm -hmm. um do you feel like you kind of removed yourself from the situation because you knew the outcome of what that was going to be before like yes 100 percent. and i think that i knew that i knew it was going to be just just chaotic i think that you know it 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 real i think to the core it was like all belief system because you know coming from a african background it's very religious and and all that stuff and i think that it would have you know it would be so unfair of me to try to impose myself or what i feel or what i believe in somebody that doesn't and i'm living in their household so the best thing to do was to essentially move out and try to live my life with this you know with this individual with my partner Mm -hmm. at the time and and just kind of like be like yeah i can be normal too you know i can struggle just like the everyday person i'm still going to go to school i'm still gonna go strive to be my best and so is my partner and by all means you know no one's perfect by any means but i think that was kind of like the message that i was trying to send but i think it got a it was a lot of confusion because still at that time people wanted an explanation and i was like i don't feel like i need it i don't owe you anything yeah because i mean at the end of the day when people say that they like me as a heterosexual is that the term right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm yeah i'm like trying to make sure i say this right gosh Um, these days is it i don't have to explain to people why i like a man you know no as a woman um so i think it's asinine that you feel like you like other people have to explain why they like a certain type right. just because it doesn't fit your prerogative right exactly yeah and that's where i kind of like uh 
you know, I was like, you know, I like the uh, the okay, old school. On. Give me a second. We're just going to go ahead and do a quick little break because the doggy in the back wants to get in. So um, we'll be right back. We'll be right back, you guys, my loves. All right, my loves, now is the perfect time to refill your wine glasses, restock that shikuchi board, or finally take that load of laundry out the dryer during this break. While you're doing that, we would like to take the time to show appreciation to the app Anchor for making it so easy to upload each episode to Apple and Spotify with just a couple of clicks for free. As a new podcast, it has taken immense stress off our shoulders, which allows us to do what we love most, consistently show up for you guys. Now, with that being said, Let's get back to the episode. All right, my loves. So I hope you've refilled your glasses and restocked your shikuchi board if you have one out or I don't know, whatever. Um, but we're back with this episode of Will my culture accept me or does my culture accept me? Um, so what you were saying just now, like, let's let's go back on that because I think it's really important uh, what you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm still trying to remember what you had said. No, like, so essentially, like, it just, it just kind of piggyback off of what I said last. It's just kind of like uh, not really following what is society tells you that what you have to do to come out and whatever and going to gay parades and stuff like that. And what's very interesting is that I maybe went to maybe like two gay parades once. It was like really late at night and then like another time and I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. This isn't for me. And, and interestingly, there are a lot of gay people out there, you know, that don't participate in the whole like alphabetical like rainbow LGBTQ color. Yeah. And don't really identify that. That's not my identity. I'm an individual person. I am Congolese American. I am a wife and I have, you know, I'm a mom to two wonderful, beautiful little dogs. You know, I'm a sister. Um, you know, and that's who I am. You know, a lot of the times I feel as though that whole rainbow thing is trying to project an identity of sexuality, whereas people are just individual people and they just love, a, you know, they just love the same sex and that's that's okay. And it, for those that don't agree, it's okay, it's okay for other yeah. people to not agree and to understand. But one thing that I want to point out is that as long as people can respect one another at like a human level, I think that we're okay no that makes sense and i think i mean the biggest thing as to why they have parades and they have the colors oh yes yeah yeah. because of the fact that they weren't able to do that for so long right so i okay i think that i'm speaking on now back then it was fighting for equal rights you know rights to adopt a child marriage and all that those are wonderful things to have fought for and to have opened up you know, the doors to many people that were hurt, that were killed 100%. You know, I'm not going to negate that. That was a huge, a huge movement. Now, right now, I don't know, and and I can speak for some people that are gay and living just like their regular lives, that they don't quite identify with the current movement of the rainbow LGBTQ. Right. um, uh, Because it's become about something completely different. Uh, because I know a lot of gay people actually live a very successful life in, you know, in America and they mm-hmm. do really well for themselves. And, you know, 
you know, some some do enjoy going out and to gay bars and do the gay parades or you know if they still want to do that. But I think it's just kind of like it's different. I I can't really uh, I can't really take ownership of that right now. Although that's it's as it started to being like this this thing that was positive. I'm thinking that it's something completely different that I can't really identify with. Okay. What do you think it is? Just so I can get an understanding and listeners can get an understanding of it. Because you mentioned, like, it, it started as something positive. Like, what do you think it is now? Um, It's kind of confusing. Okay. It's very confusing, and I can't make make of it. Um, And I have my own experiences and my own perception and opinions on on a lot of, you know, what's going on is, you know, I mean... You go, you go down the rabbit hole, the pronouns, and it starts getting kind of muddy. Yeah, and you know that's something for me. I don't I don't understand, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to respect. A hundred percent, and that's where I'm at we too. To, yeah, we talked about of that. Of course, yeah. Um, but I think it's just more of I think it's because it's something that you don't allow like your sexuality to identify you as a person. Right. That that's why you don't understand or have a hard time understanding what that movement the lgbtq etc right means to you and that and i get that you know like right. if yeah i get it so yeah so i think that that's where i'm at and you know i cold heartedly you know i'm for you know just i think for just every human being out there to have the equal amount of opportunity to be who they are authentically yeah. and not you know and be okay with themselves for those that are i you know I'm sorry because at one point we all felt like oh man you know I don't feel good in my skin or whatever and it it's just process of life and and journeys you everyone goes through but like I feel for those people but I may not understand but like I I can respect it you can empathize I can empathize and I can come from a place of like um uh, come from a place. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, um, like uh, understanding. Understanding, a hundred percent. Because I'm sure no people in my culture definitely do not understand. No. And so now, like, and I, and that's what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? So, um, you had mentioned just now, there was like a point in time where people didn't feel necessarily comfortable. Um, what was that moment for you? Like, what age was that for you? Where you were like, you kind of realized that you were like, you liked. The opposite sex, or the same sex. Honestly, I grew up very, and you know, in Africa, I was very, like, tomboyish. I yeah. really liked just hang out with the boys, you know, and play outside. And I think I knew very early on that I was just a little different. Now, I don't know how accepting of my family that I was different. That's the thing, though. I want you to know, like, as your sibling, like, it wasn't anything, like, I, no one was judging you. Especially siblings-wise, no one was judging you. yeah. I think it was like mostly because like you were backing away because you felt like you needed to that we were hurt that you didn't feel like you could come to us about right. what was going on. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um yeah, interesting. So then um I think a lot of that though was kind of like cuz I think a majority of you guys still kind of live at mom and dad's house. Yeah, I literally couldn't get and- kicked out. <laughs> So any move, anything goes going against yeah. the grain. Uh, that's your meal. That's my meal ticket. Yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, you probably want to, um, you know, just thread tread carefully. Tread lightly. Tread lightly on uh, some of the things you want to talk about but and everything. But that's just culture. When you're out of the house, you know, because you're going through what you were going through, um, it was definitely a conversation that I had with mom and dad, and like why it should even matter. And how it shouldn't 
it doesn't define who you are and what you are to them as in the relationship mm-hmm. as mom and dad and parents. Yeah, I, like I'm still who I am. Like it exactly. doesn't change anything. And now we have a completely like we have a, a lot better. I don't want people to think that our parents are like still like demonizing her for like. No, our parents for- are actually pretty cool. You know, immigrant parents from the you know made our started making our way in 1990. And where? We made try to make her like make our way here to America because we want. Nineteen ninety, girl. We, we started. I thought it was. Is it two thousand? Two thousand when we got here. Two, we got here in two thousand, but we started our journey in nineteen ninety nine. Was it really? Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean, I was young. So exactly. Two. Yeah. So we actually, and just to kind of give the listeners, and I don't know if they know this, but like, yeah, we actually won the lottery to come to America. We did. A lot of people are like, oh my god, is that money? I'm like, no. No, it's opportunity. It's opportunity. <laughs> In a piece of legal um, government documentation, literally at the very top of the header, it says, congratulations, you have won the opportunity to come to America and uh, live the American dream. I mean, what an intro. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, though, that you remember that because, I mean, you were already, like, you were of that age to remember that. Yeah. And so, I don't know, it's interesting because it's like, there's like, that's, I feel like that's a whole another episode I feel like Man, I want to talk about. We're like, going to have to dive deep in that in another one. Because we, that, yeah. there's so much there. There's and, like, a lot to unpack on that. really don't know, like, the struggles that went through yeah. um, to even get there. And I think I want to have mom on here Ooh. to kind of break that down because she was the one, you know, her stressful ass <laughs> <laughs> going through it. Um, especially with dad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, um, so I had a question. I was curious. So when it comes to women, Mm. do cause I, I I think I read a book. So I read this book, Evelyn Hugo. Okay. And seven dresses of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah. Yeah. Last book club. Yeah. And she talks about how she was bisexual, but she wasn't necessarily bisexual for women. She just, she was, she liked men, right? But in particular, she, she was liked she women. loved this one woman. Yeah, 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 for sure. And so that's what made her, I guess, quote unquote, bisexual. That right. was the box that she was checking at that point. Right. So do you feel like for you, you're, I don't know, like, are you? Do you consider yourself bisexual? Or do you just consider yourself gay? You know what? That is an interesting question because because um, you dated men before. I have dated men before. You know how I kind of pin, like kind of boiled everything down is that. I was attracted to men. I was with men at one point, but I never saw them for the long term, <laughs> yeah. if that makes any sense. It does. Um, whereas a woman, I just felt that I seemed like to fit more. And I attracted both sexes. And I know this for a fact because when I went out to clubs and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this girl's interested in me. Oh, this guy's interested in me. So it's like... Best of both worlds. I have the, I had best of both worlds and I could basically pick, but what, who I felt more comfortable... Emotionally. Emotionally yeah. was definitely going to be a woman um, more so than a man. Not saying that men are emotionally available or anything like that. It just, for me, it just worked out that way. That makes sense. So that's... I'm, I'm curious then. Does it mean that does our sexuality, is it gauged upon what you're attracted to or what you're emotionally open to? You know, I have tossed that idea around a lot to try to figure out, but I really think it's our temperament. I think it comes down to our temperament and how our temperament works with, you know, another human being. Because I happen to have a very, um, uh, I would say kind of like a little bit of a masculine, but also I love my femininity for sure. Yeah. Um, 
men, and then when I look at the type of people that I've been with before and stuff, they kind of like were indifferent of me. They were kind of like a little lighter, a little more feminine and yeah. stuff. And what's very interesting with me and my partner right now, it's funny because on the outside, she's like this hardcore military. Yeah. But really, she's just so sweet and mm-hmm. she's so like actually more feminine yeah. and more like there's this other side of people that they don't get to see. But I see that. And I love that balance and that, you know, somebody can be so hardcore, but very sweet. I think it's just a temperament and just kind of balance of like energies and stuff. And, you know, I can't really give you a quite a big answer on that because I'm just one person with my own experience. And that's what we just really are. (laughs) So I can't really give you a data of like, you know, of all the the rest of the, you know, the the group or whatever. But yeah, that's true. Because I mean, I I think of it like this, right? Like I'm physically attracted to men. Mm -hmm. Um, I sometimes I physically attract to women too. Mm -hmm. Like there's some women I'm like, oh, goddamn. Oh, yeah. But like I see myself and I'm like, I'm more emotionally open to men. Yeah. And so I think maybe that's what gauges sexuality. Perhaps, yeah. Is like what you're emotionally able to do. Because I mean, at the end of the day, it's like attraction will fade, but like what's in your core is what's right. left over. And, and you know, don't get me wrong. Like I work in a very male-driven... Girl, yeah, you do. ...environment. Mm-hmm. You know, IT is male-driven and... A lot of my coworkers are men and I equally, you know, they have the same respect for me that, that I have for them. I, you know, don't belittle them and anything. It's just like it's a team. It's a, it's a corporate environment. And so everything is so kosher. But even outside of that, you know, when we all go out for beers or something like that, you know, I still get, you know, I'm pretty close to them. They feel as though they can come to me and I'm not like, oh, stepping on them or anything yeah. like that. I think... I, it's not like this idea. That's not something you feel like you have to No, I don't feel like I need to. It's not a persona. No, it's not like I, I, like man is a man and he's a human being. Like I, we have to understand that it's a human being after all. And as much as they act stupid. Right. And you know, (laughs) and to to each his own for sure. But like, we still have to acknowledge their being and saying that, you know, oh, we got to make them less than this and that I think is. I think it's kind of ridiculous and it's this whole idea of like trying, it's power pulling and there's no need for all of that. I think the idea behind not, I don't want to say making them feel less than, I just think it's like, um, someone said this, men don't have enough, um, I can't even figure out the verbiage. When I figure out the verbiage, I will put it up on the quote, um, somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> but it's, it's literally so strong, but it was like on Summer House. Um, mm. It was when what Paige, episode? Paige was like fighting with Luke, or was, was it that Luke? last season? No, it was literally this this season. This season, and oh. she he was like, it's a double standard, and she goes, oh, she goes, men don't have enough double standards, so you can live with that one. Oh, whenever it was like something about Sierra, Sierra yeah. Um, loved yeah yeah something like that yeah and i get that because it's like it's one of those things where it's like you guys don't have enough um things going against you so you can kind of live with just being held back just a little bit right i see what you're saying because like the world is is essentially you know male driven absolutely in every aspect of our society yeah it's like male first women second and then so on so i mean it's supposed to be god then man then whatever but um but yeah, like I, I I get that. I can see that for sure. Did you see that they came up with the new like birth control? 
Yes. That's, oh, is that coming up? Was it next year? Oh my God, next year? Or is it next month or something like that? Girl, it's like a pill, right? Yeah. Pill take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I saw I saw a post and I think that that's a really good idea. I think it's a it's a move in the right direction. Absolutely. I think that needed to happen a long time ago. I did never understand why women had to do it, knowing the fact that they actually have. They're the ones that, that a lot hold, more. They hold the thing. They have the swimmers, so yeah, I'm right? kind of confused, like where <laughs> the no thought sense. process was to so have it on women. Yeah, that that definitely. I thought, okay, we definitely got something wrong in society, and that that's definitely one of them. Women with uh, birth control for sure. Absolutely. Well, yeah. uh, here's one step for society. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mankind. Well, mankind. <laughs> um, okay, so then let's go ahead and. Get some advice. So what do you think our listeners can take from, you know, your experience and like what advice are you able to give from, um, from, for, for them? Yeah. So I think if you're out there and you're in a culture that's very, uh, strict and I, and I only know this talking from, speaking from experience is that just be honest with yourself and live through your honest experience without, having to you know keep your moral values because that's really important but i think like just be authentic to yourself and give yourself grace you know and if people don't understand you it's okay yeah it's okay absolutely and then time will tell and if they don't understand you still after time and it's still okay you know what i mean because you know your your experience is your own to have and you know you only have one life to live at the end it's so cliche to say but i mean that's just the way that it is it's so lame i hate that but <laughs> that's honest that's honest absolutely the case and i think um you're definitely right on that you know like do you hit the nail on the head with that one yeah is that the call is it the hammer the on the head <laughs> We don't quite know. All these stupid quotes. English is not my first language. Not. Sorry, you guys. Sars, not sars. Um, but yeah, so completely agree with you on that. Be as authentic as possible because I think that was um, what allowed you to kind of be, uh, to get to where you are now. So yeah. Love that for you. And hopefully our listeners can feel the same way. Now, we'd love to hear your experience and what you guys um, went through. Um, your coming out story or not even coming out. Like, if, is there something that or, you feel like you're, you're not? You, you're still in. You're still something that you're battling. Or if you don't feel like you need to come out. Yeah. Say that. Like, let's hear it in the comments. Like, we want to hear Ooh, what or it is. Or if one of your family members came out, how did you feel? Yeah. Like, what was what was your thought process to that were you supportive did you kind of feel like you know things changed things shifted so yeah tell us about that you guys and leave comments um we'll be we, we are on instagram at take it from and on twitter as well at take it from um and uh for now we will be um finishing off this episode but thank you so much again pk for joining us and for yep. telling your story And uh, my loves, you will hear us next time. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as we enjoyed making it. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TakeItFrom, spelled F-R-U-M, where you can leave reviews, good or bad. We want to hear from our loves. Lastly, I'd like to thank the app Anchor for allowing us to make this all happen. The Anchor app makes it so easy to upload each episode, which is then shared to Spotify and Apple with just a couple of clicks for free. Thank you again for listening to Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host, M, and we'll see you next time.